boys. We are here. This is Steve Will Do It audio only podcast slash video on Rumble. And I'm here with my Uncle Timmy. We are here in Las Vegas. Uh, why are you drinking, Tim? Well, I have a detached retina. But then uh, you say, sorry to cut you off, but then you say if you drink, you're going to go blind? Well, I have a doctor's recommendation note, and I didn't realize um, how intelligent you are, but the doctor recommended yeah. that I didn't drink. They're your words. You read it. You said the doctor recommended. So, but uh, if I'm being honest, I was really good yesterday. We had a very successful work day, and then I had this great moment with Steve at 3.37 a.m. where he's like, Timmy, let's just have a night. We won some cash. Just drink and hang out with me. Well, dude, we won a. I won $105,000 and we gambled all night with Dana White. How cool is that? How much money did you win? I won probably about 5000 6000 Isn't it the coolest thing just fucking gambling with Dana White? Well, yeah, cause, and especially because last night the highs and lows were such big swings. Like you have to admit, when we first started, that dealer was fucking grinding us. She had 20 every time. To the point like where you start getting aggravated. Then I said, I have to give you guys some time. I walked around, goofed around. You guys battled back. Dana said you battled back. Yeah. But then when I jumped back in, it was an absolute slaying. We crushed, crushed that dealer. Well, I was down, I was down up 50,000 at one point, like negative 50,000. And Dana was down negative like 200,000. At one point. I don't know if you were there for that. Were you there for that? I was there. Well, he Dana had lost a massive $90,000 double that had he hit, would have, oh, yeah. it would have changed the game. But the greatest thing Dana said was, <clears throat> he was just describing you, was for those of you that understand cards or blackjack, there's a shuffling. There's shuffling. There's two decks. They shuffle two decks. You know how long it takes to shuffle two decks for a professional? I don't know. Seven minutes? So... Most of humanity sits there and they wait till they shuffle decks. Not my nephew, Steve. What Steve needs to do is take a conveyor belt to Baccarat, then roulette, back to Baccarat, and then come back before the new deck is shuffled. And if he's hot in the next room, he just says, sell, sell, play my hand. You want to talk about a sickness? During the shuffle, this guy's already got his bet. Five to $20,000. He's not even present. He's in the next room playing Baccarat. And no matter whether he wins or loses there, depending on time, the only commodity, gets back, sells playing anyway. That's a sickness. Dana said it's the sickness is true. Wasn't it incredible, though, how every time she shuffled, I came back with $5,000 or $10,000 80% of the time? I thought it was amazing. Eight out of, eight out of 10 times, I won. Though. Now, were you winning or were you robbing a bank? Truth? <laughs> Dude, you're a cowboy, man. You are fucking wild. crazy, right? It was great. You were hot, dude. To go gamble at a different table while she shuffles. That's incredible. I loved how you explained that. Yeah. You were, it was beautiful. Like, it was not, unreal. Like looking back on it. But it's also youth, dude. You're so young. Like Dana and I working two speeds, slow and stop. I mean, you were like flying, dude. It was unreal. Why is gambling so much fun? <clears throat> well, it's the endorphins. And it's the ultimate put your money where your mouth is. Anybody can play Monday morning quarterback. Anybody can play a keyboard cowboy. But when you lay there with your balls and your wiener and your fucking money and you say, let's fucking dance. You say, let's fucking dance. That is a absolute fuck you to the world. So when you win, people are just going fucking bonkers.
How do you feel about that? I feel great. I mean, do you feel like that's a pretty sound, like it's a pretty sound definition? Yeah, it is. It's um, gambling's probably the most incredible thing in the world. Well, we're on act two of our relationship. Once I get you into the horse racing world, once this eyeball heals and I stop looking like a catfish, I'm coming down to Florida and I'm taking you to Gulfstream or Tampa Bay Downs. And if you think this blackjack rush is anything, well, buddy, we have a dragon to slay. Now, when you when you horse race, is it just do you like study the horses or no? Yeah, of course. There's a racing form that gives their past patterns. But if you want the God honest truth, I was best friends with a cocaine addict that trained horses. Now, funny thing about cocaine, it does make you focus. So this guy taught me what to look for in horses. There's a term for it, a quote unquote, on the muscle. So if I'm being honest with you, if I read the racing form, Steve, I read it like everybody. You know, it's the favorite or the second favorite. But if I look at a horse, if I really look at a horse, the same way I look at pornography, I can see if a horse is on the muscle. And I don't care if that horse is two to one or 70 to one. I will put my balls and wiener on the fucking table and I will gamble. And when I win, I will give a hearty, fuck you. What's the most amount of money you've won on horses? Didn't you hit like some crazy low bet? Like, yeah, I did pay out. Yep. Some no. crazy shit. The pick six or whatever. D dude, I love that you remember this. Uh, not last August, but the August before uh, Del Mar race course in San Diego. It's kind of like for most of you guys that follow Steve understand what a, a parlay is. Two team, three team, four team, five team parlay. So in horse races, they have something called a pick five which essentially is the same concept of, of a parlay. You have to win all four, uh, five bets. So in sports, if you have a five-team parlay, all five teams have to win. In a pick five, you need to have a horse in every leg of the parlay, every sequence win. Now, the interesting thing is the pick five costs 50 cents. If you put one horse in every race, five races in a row, it costs you 50 cents. Sounds easy enough. But you can put as many horses as you would like in every leg of the race. But what that makes is that 50 cents compound. So, Steve, at Del Mar Racecourse, August 19th, not last year, called a year change, I put a $192 pick five in. It's a 192 five-team parlay at, at, at Del Mar Racecourse. I went five for five. In my sequence of winners, I had a 10 to one, a five to one, a 25 to one, a 70 to one, and a 25 to one shot. My $192, my return on investment was $190,000. That is correct. <laughs> That's correct. The IRS kept 46,000, which I tried to get back. They gave me 13,000, but I don't fuck with the IRS. The IRS is my fucking business partner because I love living in fucking America. So a hundred and ninety dollars to one hundred ninety thousand dollars is yeah, that? That's yeah. like fucking great. You want to talk about that high? I've sent the video. You can't get higher than that. You are Game of Thrones, flying dragons and fighting other people on dragons and fucking virgins. <laughs> That's what you do after that. Did you celebrate or did you lose it all? No, I well, I went right into my bank account, so I couldn't lose it all. So in horse racing, it's not it's not cash. They wire you. You can do cash if you go to the track. But interestingly enough, there are websites that are completely legal in all 50 states that give you incentives. They give you rebates. They give you promotional deals. 
And if you do it, TVG, I don't even care. I know I have a contentious relationship. TVG also fired me as a horse racing analyst because I was drinking the job. What fucking facts. Horse racing is about chicks drinking and winning fucking dough. But whatever. It's still the platform that I use. And the good news is when I get super drunk and I have tickets everywhere, sometimes I forget my winning tickets and losing tickets. You know, on TVG, they do it automatically. So they save me an exorbitant amount of money. Kevin Grigsby, you're the one that fucking fired me. You should hire my ass back. I'll turn fucking FanDuel on its fucking ear. This tequila's hitting me. So I know you're <clears throat> you're my uncle, but I uh, I didn't really get to know you much because you were uh, a gambling alcoholic. It's also a and, rock star. You always forget that. Yeah, rock star. But I'm <laughs> curious because how we we get along so well because we like to drink and gamble, right? Yeah. Well, you also have good taste in music, and you turned me on to Jeffrey Dahmer. I would not have watched <laughs> Dahmer. We both love guys that eat people. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Is it? No, big fan. Shout out to Dahmer. I'm a huge fan of Dahmer. What do you mean? Uh, you want to come back to my you place? Know, you know Dahmer's, his dad is like suing Netflix or something? Uh, okay. Or okay. Okay. Son. Okay. Yeah, hey. Uh, yeah, can we hear your Dahmer impression? Sure. Hold on, let me get my good. These are good glasses. Yeah, those are great glasses. This is Jeffrey Dahmer in jail talking to his dad. Okay. Well, I can be his dad. Okay. You say, hey, Jeff, how are you doing? Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Uh, guess all right. You know, they don't have any beers in jail, Dad. You miss drinking, Jeff? <laughs> Only every hour of every day, Dad. It's the greatest line in the movie. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> no, back to what I was saying, because um, I'm curious, uh, how did this whole gambling thing start for you? Because you're like... You're a serious gambler. I, I gamble, but you're, would you say gambling is like a huge part of your life? Like, well, let's talk or about this. Is it part of you? Cause it, it from, I, I didn't know you well growing up, but when I did get to know you, it seemed like gambling is almost is part of you, right? Yeah. Well, of course, obviously. All right. Okay. Let's just talk about this. <laughs> like, where does it start? I want to know, like, when's right, your, let's like, start with this. If you drink this weekend, your eyeball could fall out of your head. If she said you can't gamble, I would have just swam across the fucking desert to get her. There's no way I'm not gambling. No fucking way. But when did it start? All right. When I was playing blackjack, I used to play with uh, rolls of nickels and quarters. But that's not really why. It starts because, and this goes back to what you revealed to me. No, but I want to know when you got, because it, it seems like gambling is part of your identity. Am I, is, is, correct me if I'm wrong. Is, yeah, yeah, isn't gambling yeah. part of you? Yeah, like, the, I want to know, like, what really, when would you just, like, I'm a gambler? All right, just hold on, because it's in you first. No, it's in me, because but it's in you. me, but listen, but listen, I have to bring it back to you. When you were young. Because I can tell you the, I can tell you the fucking year, then this, not the day, but I can tell you exactly when I got hooked on gambling. Right, with the on, fucking Jason on. Ernie. Uh, oh, I love Going fucking. to the fucking commerce in los angeles we went there two times played with 500 bucks thousand bucks i i was like holy i had so much fun i he taught me blackjack and then COVID at the happened. fucking commerce yeah the place is great um <laughs> and then and then COVID happened and i was devastated and that's when i discovered rubet and i started playing on rubet mm. 
and um it was incredible it's just it's so much fun i think i think if you can pl play smartly with your finances and play you know with only within um, your means within your means yeah i think it's it's keep it entertaining it's an incredible it's incredible it's so much fun but that's how i got started i got started just i just my friend got me into it and then covid happened and you kind of covid got me really into gambling because you're at home, you know what to do. I was gambling online. But it's been in you your whole life because- But I'm not as bad as you. You have like a problem, right? I mean- Well, I mean, it's only a problem. problem. It's only a problem when I'm broke. Look, the IRS and I are business partners right now. There's IRS and TIM. That's it. But- I want to, I just want to know, like, when did, it, when did you get this itch? When I was a fetus inside my mom. I bet my mom that I'd be a girl was my first loss. <laughs> I came out with a pecker, a tiny pecker. It's a giant clit, but it didn't hold. It didn't hold. It didn't hold. My dad's like, that's a, just a tiny pecker. I have one too. He's hung like an elevator button. I went, what? <laughs> it's in me because I'm an artist and I think outside of the box. So when I worked jobs in supermarkets and pizza parlors, I would think the same way that you thought, hey, this is where I'm at now. And that's okay because I'm figuring myself out, but there's got to be a bigger plan and a bigger deal. So that thought process that you had and I had is an artist. That's an artist. We think outside of the box. But during the time that you were working at Chick-fil-A and I was working at fucking Gennardi supermarket, I would play scratchers and I would play fucking weird shit. And sometimes I would get lucky and I'd be like the same way. Dude, you know how much money I made when I started? $3.48 an hour pushing carts in a fucking La Brea tar pits. I mean, it was brutal. So then I go bet a $5 scratcher and I win 50 bucks. That's a fucking life changer for me. That's free beer for the weekend. So it's in you the way it's in me now. Blackjack got into it. The real gambling didn't start till I was 22 and someone said you could bet on sports. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a fixer, but I said... We can bet on human beings to not cheat. <laughs> I go, let me learn about this. So I kind of got into fixing sporting events, mostly college basketball. And then, and then it was like, oh, my God. At some point, it wasn't even gambling. It was just fucking winning. I was scalping $5,000 to $50,000 a week for two years on NBA and college basketball through Pinnacle Sports. It's fine. Listen, Pinnacle Nobody got prosecuted. Felonies went to misdemeanors. This tequila's hit me early. We're all fucking fine here. It's Billy Betts. So after the FBI got involved the first time, I quit gambling for nine months. Now, I went to Gamblers Anonymous, and I'm thinking, I'm here because I don't want to be arrested by the FBI. Wait, is that, that's like a meeting? Like fucking, it's like AA? Oh, dude, it's a real Gambling Anonymous. It's a fucking real meeting, bro. It's like, hi, my name's Steve. I'm 48 hours off of gambling. I have zero money. I drank a quart of oil. My wife left me. And everyone's like, way to go, Steve. Way to fucking go. I mean, it was bonkers. I was in there and I'm like, look, my name's Tim. I don't even really want to be here. I think this phone's definitely not for Chad. It's for Steve. I feel like this is definitely Steve DeLeonardis' phone call. Um, no, it's fine. So after I had a bad week of sports betting because... Pinnacle Sports was no longer allowed and I couldn't scout money anymore. And I tried to use my own merits and my own sports knowledge to bet. I lost 12 consecutive games in a row over Thanksgiving. 
And at that point, I probably lost $10,000. And at that point, $10,000 for me was a big amount of money. This had to be in the early 2000s. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to go to Gamblers Anonymous and really say, all right, I got a problem. So it's like, hi, my name is Timmy and I'm a gambling addict. Yeah. Hi, my name's Tim Bader. Like, do people say that? Because I've, I've, yeah, I've went to AA not for, um, alcoholic pur purposes, but when I got probation, when I got, uh, arrested for weed and had to go to probation, I went to AA. Exactly. So that's it. They, they really do that. Hi, my name is. Yeah. And, it, but the, I, 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 did, I didn't fuck around with them. I was honest. I was like, hi, my name's Tim Bader. I'm a gambling addict. I bet over the holiday weekend and I went over 12 and I just, I don't feel good about myself. And I just want to try to change things. And then the next guy came up and he goes, hi, my name's Jim and I'm a gambling addict and I've been um, off gambling for 35 years. I'm like, okay, way to go, Jim. And he goes, <laughs> the last story I had was uh, I had a Toyota Celica. My two kids and my wife have left me. I was living in a house in Torrance where the electricity was off. The Toyota Celica was from 1989 and it needed four quarts of oil for every 50 miles. I took the last $100 that I had, I bought a case of quart of oil and I drove to Prim, Nevada to play one hand of blackjack for $50. I got dealt 16, the dealer got dealt blackjack and I was stuck in Prim, Nevada. <laughs> I, I'm Jim and I went like this. This place is not for me. I had a bad fucking weekend. I had a, I haven't lost my family. I'm not drinking quarts of oil to get to Prim Nevada for one fucking hand. So that was the last time I went to GA. And I did, on my own accord, stayed off of gambling, all gambling for nine months. And I want to make a point to people that are trying to quit gambling. It is the hardest vice in the, in the world to quit because it's everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's the lottery. There's the casinos. It's a romantic thing. It's so fucking hard for a person that understands gambling, understands the high of it, because it's it's the only addiction that can make you fabulously rich. So it's tough. It's so fucking hard. I mean, I've met crack addicts who are like, crack kicked it. Gambling, impossible. Impossible. Well, yeah, especially with the sports betting, all these companies, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's every, I mean, fan, like all these companies. FanDuel, DraftKings. How many advertisements do you see? How many how many celebrities advertise it's, for sports betting? It's, and it's pretty, it's incredible. It's the only addiction that doesn't show a tell. If you drink, you look like me. If you do drugs, you look like me. If you're obese, you look like me. <laughs> If you are a gambling addict, you know what? You look like me. Fuck it. There is one tell. But you get my drift. Someone could be gambling and you wouldn't tell. Someone's on cocaine. It's going, la, 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 you know, Adderall. Walk, walk, walk. Certainly, certainly. Drinking. You last night. Sassafras River. Uh, gambling, you could just gamble and nobody would know. So that's why it's another tricky uh, addiction to shake. But there I was. Nine months. I worked at a company called Aspen Promotions. Uh, my good friend, Michael Silber, who is my fucking brother from another mother, he paid for every one of my lunches when I was broke and I had a real job. Took me to Dantana's, Johnny Pastrami's, Tito's Tacos, all the fucking great Hollywood haunts. He goes, today, we're going to go to Hollywood Park Racetrack and we're going to have a buffet. Now, at this point, I'm 24 and this guy's age, which was back in the fucking early 70s. And it was a Wednesday afternoon and Hollywood Park was running horses. And I have no fucking idea 
that what are horses? I don't even, I, I, Kentucky Derby, I know what it is, but I really don't. And Michael Silber goes, my boy Teddy is a horse trainer and he likes his horse, the five. And he gives me a $200 ticket on the five horse. This is nine months of me not gambling at all. Not even on myself. I, I haven't gambled on myself. I haven't lied to myself. I mean, I'm clean. I go, Michael, I don't bet anymore. I can't take this. To which Michael says, well, then go cancel the ticket and keep the 200 bucks. Well, this was a real epiphany for me because I'm like, fuck. I can keep the 200 bucks or I can just see if the five horse wins. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm not gambling. I'm just going to watch it. Long story short, Kent, cha-ching, bada-bing, desomo, the fucking New Orleans killer at the top of the stretch, five horse, draws away six lengths at six to one. The $200 returned me 1400 bucks. Right there and then Steve will do it. I was fucked. <laughs> so at 24? Went back to the track the next week, won 24000 Went back to the track in the next two weeks and won 60000 And that's when I knew nothing about horse racing. Just numbers, names, and hitches. Since then, I've probably lost 65 million, but that's, that's the time, kiddo. Damn, so you've been gambling for 20 years plus. I've been gambling. Like heavy. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah, sure. Like 20, like yeah, you're a bit. Yeah, if I have the money, I'm fine. I'm not married. I have no kids. I have nothing, so. Tim, Tim is, he's, Tim's a good gambler, um, I'd say you're a good gambler when you're not drinking like crazy. Wait, Dana won. But also, four hundred fifty thousand when I was hammered. Here, no, I know, I know. Here, actually, kill is so good. Me when me and you gamble, I'll be fair. I don't think I've ever seen you really use your own your like your own money. Never. It's the fucking rule number one of gambling: use the richest sibling, niece, nephew, mom, dad, grandparent, aunt, or uncle's money. If you don't wait a second, you want to see a gambling addict? It looks like me. Because <laughs> every time we gambled, I've given you money to gamble with, right? Except we made a big move last night. What happened? This is the most interesting thing about you. Because sometimes you play coy with me. La the, last night. The I big move was me going when we were going solo and then we, yeah, we both started playing. We broke off and I was like, dude, you, get, you can't break me free like this. And at this point, I was like, Steve. I still owe you $1,500, which to you, you, to your generous credit, you said, don't worry about it. And I was like, okay. I put $1,000 of my own money out. We started playing and I didn't even put my hand down. He took the thousand back, which in hindsight means I only owe him 500. He goes, let me play by myself. Make look right into this camera. Who likes playing by themselves? I like playing with myself, but nobody likes playing by themselves. So... I had to come at him real hard. And I'm like, let's go. You well, finally gave me $2,000. You gave me 2000 So at this point, I owe 2500 This is where I know you're smart. And I'm like, what did Dana say? We're here to fucking gamble. Boom, I put two grand. Blackjack. Boom, 3000 20 Boom. Now I have 14000 And by the way, he's in my shadows fucking crushing it too, dude. We're just nuking fucking Ron. Ron from Texas is just fucking licking his stash and he's just fucking getting smoked. And then he takes the whole 14,000. And I went, ah, this is the first time that I won you money. It's the first time I, 
I won you money. And you were like, all right, we're playing this together. And I'm like, no way. And you gave me another 2000 and fucking dirty Ron Rivera was like, dude, you know, you just won your nephew $8,500. And I said, well, in hindsight, I did. But historically, I still owe him about 347000 <laughs> But this was the one moment that I did win him money. <laughs> yeah, last night was good. That was probably our best gambling session because I think <clears throat> usually we start off, you or you personally, you start off drinking way before we even gamble. What are you I, talking about? No, but I think, I, think, I think that's the move is like to drink during the, the end during the session well don't right we we you started drinking when, when i already won a hundred thousand dollars yeah well it's because i was celebrating the birth of you <laughs> god dude i could sit here talk gambling all day i fucking love it it's the greatest thing of all time by the way is there anybody on planet earth that can go from sober to the drunkest person in the room like me did i catch up last night well you're the only person in the world that will still drink after the doctor says that you could possibly lose your eyesight if you do. No way, dude. Listen. I think you are like one of, I, I mean. What? <laughs> Dana said he was going to try to win me an eyeball. Do you bet on sporting apps? Yeah, of all? course. Like what do Fandle, you Fandle, DraftKings, points bet. You're not going to believe this, but every time I get naked in front of a woman, she goes, that's a real prize pick. And I go, yeah, you got that right. <laughs> All right, I think that's. Yeah, I am. I, I. There's nothing. <laughs> okay, so this is the, this is gambling episode. This was a full gambling episode. I think. I think we're we're at Vegas right now. You're we're drinking. I want you to stay. I don't want you to leave, dude. I gotta go snowboarding. No way, dude. Well, snowboard in the tub. And the thing is about gambling, and this is what Dana White has taught me is. You don't stick around if you're a winner. You hit and run. Yeah. Someone like Dana White has hundreds of millions of dollars, but what did he do when he when he was up 40 grand? Left. He got the fuck out of there. He does it every time. That's and, his number. 40 or 50, he leaves every time. But he doesn't He doesn't stick around. Like, it's it's not even like he had to go. Like, he, he if he gets up even 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, doesn't matter. He hit and run. So, guys, if you're listening to this, that's probably like the best technique, I'd say. Yeah. You got to have a number in your head. And Dana's is if I hit 40 or 50,000, I quit and I leave. So if you're a gambler, pick a number of what you want to win. Well, I don't care if it's 500 bucks. I don't care if it's five bucks. If you fucking hit it, get the fuck out. Hit it, hit it and quit it. Because that's how they get you is when you, when you stay. Of course. You stay, you drink, and you just, and you, and you think you keep winning. Yeah. And by the way, all right, this is a, we, I know we're trying to get out of this, but. Did you think I was counting cards last night or not? Truth. Um, <clears throat> our plan was to count cards, and I did. But we didn't talk. We had no game plan. Yes, we did. The game. We had. Plan, we had a game plan. Every time before. I said I liked the song, that meant it was going to be a good deal. If I sang the song, that was like put your balls and wieners on the table. Yeah, but that's something you should have told me. I texted you. <laughs> I texted you. I texted you and Dana. Jesus, it all worked out because we were playing two deck blackjack, private unreal. table, unreal. With all the dealers knowing, knowing us, everyone, no one would have said anything. I, I don't think anyone would have said anything. Well, they thought I couldn't see the cards because of my bad eye. Remember, I had two glasses on. Remember this vibe? Because you can actually, you can count cards on a two deck, correct? Like anyone, you can. personally, plus can. minus, of course. Dude, I was calling the card. 
I was like nine of diamonds and like nine of spades came up. And I was like, you're going to get a six of hearts. And then you wouldn't get the six of hearts. And Dana's like, I got the six of hearts right now. I'm, you know, I was there. You know who's coming in tonight? Who? Fucking Jeffrey Ma. The, the fucking card counter that taught me my technique. He's, he's better than me because he's, well, he's smarter. Um, Wait, is that the guy for the, the, the movie, movie 21? 21. Yeah, oh, that this was... is it. He's coming. You think I'm going to, dude. Bro, if you like to gamble, you watch that movie, it pumps you up. Fuck yes, dude. You ever see Rounders? No. Oh my God. Let me give you John Malkovich's love... line. He beat me. Give this man his money. It's the best ever. It's the over, over top Russian accent ever. Oh, gambling movies are awesome. Dude. Gambling anything's awesome. You're awesome. Thank and you. on that note, I don't want you to leave. I love you. Okay. Give me more <clears throat> Okay, the guys, this is this was my uncle Timmy, if you're listening. Um we're on Spotify, Rumble, rumble.com slash Steve will do it. Um what else? Snapchat, add me on Snapchat. Everything everything will be in the description. Everything. Thank you guys so much. This is my uncle Timmy. This was a gambling podcast and for you guys at home if you have a gambling problem what is it it's 1-800-GAMBLER <laughs> but the the best advice to gambling is just play with what you can afford to lose and I'd say the let's do the Dana White method do the hit and runs yeah. and nobody likes a quitter Come on, but imagine having fucking do you know what I mean yeah no, no I mean <laughs> But it just fascinates it just fascinates me. Someone that has that much money will just get up and leave if they get thirty grand. He's competitive. That guy's one of the most competitive men I've ever like, met in my life. That's just being sharp. Most yeah. people, if they have disciplined, most people, if they have what those would say three hundred million dollars cash in the bank or whatever the fuck he has, and they have thirty grand, it's like this isn't enough. So it's pretty, it's neat that he just does a hit and run. So um, this episode is called Hit and Run. I love it. I love it. This was a Strictly Gambling episode. Love it.